0: Hi guys, it's Offense, I am a transformational life coach. I help perfectionists get unstuck and get their ish together so that they can begin creating the life of their dreams. Today I'm coming at you with cheekbones and high vibrations as I say on my YouTube channel quite regularly if you are a regular. Um, And an announcement that I am going to be starting a podcast now this is the first episode of the podcast and also i'll be sharing the video version on my youtube channel and i'll be sharing the um, uh the audio version on all the podcast platforms that i can it's a learning curve guys if you know if you're a perfectionist (coughs) of which i am (laughs) hey very big one (laughs) um if you are a perfectionist then you know that it is a bit of a struggle to get things started because you always want things to be perfect, right? And I said to myself, no more. What does this look like if it were easy? And for me it's about the fact that I love video content, I love creative content and the one thing I do not like is editing. I can edit okay it's a skill that I have but I'm not the biggest fan of it so for me this is literally gonna be just one take I'm only gonna take out really crazy embarrassing weird things but most of the time it's just one take from start to beginning and I'm gonna be sharing this on a regular basis I think at the moment I want to commit to once or twice a week um, so you can know for sure that one is gonna come and the second one probably would be a bonus Uh, during the week so there's two days in the week where my daughter goes to play school um, and these are the times that I'm planning to use to record the podcast so today's podcast um, and video (laughs) is all about my personal life story so the reason why I wanted to share my story is to kind of you know talk you guys through how I got to this particular point in my career of being a transformational life coach what has happened in my life thus far um, and my journey with perfectionism and my journey with um, being a recovering perfectionist um, I, I, I Have philosophies about the whole perfectionism thing and it's something that I'm going to be sharing over the journey You know our journey of this podcast um, and and YouTube videos um, and in my all my coaching trainings basically um, because I'm really really passionate about them um, and I really do want to make sure that um my heart (laughs) is shared with you and what my thoughts are on that so i'll be sharing my story um and the reason why i wanted to share my story is because i believe that stories heal stories really help people to relate and they really do help you feel seen i know that if you are struggling with perfectionism or if you are a perfectionist and you may not know um you secretly have a lot of thoughts a lot of feelings um that make you feel ashamed vulnerable and all of that and you don't want to share them because on the surface it's like you know a duck on the surface you look very put together you look like things are you know going in your way but in your mind in your brain there's so much drama happening and I know this because this is me, this is my story. Um, if you look at my Instagram, if you look at my Facebook, if, if you look at any social media platform for that matter, I am not likely to show up as a mess or you know really, really show all the vulnerabilities that I am experiencing. Um, one of the biggest reasons why my youtube is on and off <laughs> or has been on and off because right now it's definitely going to be regular but one of the reasons why my youtube has been on and off is because of this perfectionism issue right um my first youtube video went viral and um took me from like zero subscribers to about um 2, subscribers at the time and it really like shook me because Um, I was doing Well and the momentum was picking up and everything but I was struggling with um, The fact that I need to keep showing up perfectly like there's no room for imperfection right now because there's so many eyes on My channel and this really did cripple me for a long time. There was also another personal um, Drama that happened in the middle of my YouTube journey Related to some of the other real-life talk videos that I had done and that Really set me back quite a bit because I feel like I was building momentum in the beginning of my channel and then the momentum suddenly went away. I came back and I was trying to, you know, force it. But now I seriously feel a new wave of um, self acceptance, a new wave of um, the self-trust or self-confidence because I was feeling a lot of self-doubt as a result of the drama I don't want to get into details okay just know that it was a hard time for me (laughs) to deal with some of the reactions from um my my loved ones to to some of the videos that I was sharing earlier on in my journey um okay so just to give you a little bit of context because you know um, a lot of people might be curious um, and also if you are probably somebody like me <laughs> um, you love to know things in order you love to have a context, you love to know where did it start, how does it go, what is the progression I love a category bra. I love it when things have sequence I love a sequence <laughs> so I'm going to be taking you through the sequence of my life um, very quickly Uh, if my battery will allow (laughs) because i can see that it's blinking and the struggle be real Um, so let's start with my background i'm south african i'm living in nairobi at the moment so i was born and in pretoria south africa if you're south african you know exactly where pretoria is otherwise it's the capital of the of the country um and I grew up in Johannesburg a little bit for the first five years of my life then we moved to KwaZulu-Natal as a family and I spent the rest of my teenage years my young like preteen and teenage years in Mpengeni a very small town on the coast of um KwaZulu-Natal I loved it over there it was such a beautiful um childhood there was obviously challenges and obviously like childhood traumas and whatnot in relation to the context of the country that I was born in because of course if you're in South Africa you must know that Apartheid played a very massive role in our um, collective wounding and our collective um, understanding and you know the way that we showed up as people Um, and it really did make a, a huge impact on how we viewed ourselves especially as somebody who is a black woman in the context of South Africa so of course a lot of my wounding and the the, a lot of the you know self-identification things that happened are definitely related to uh the fact that i am south african and i'm a black woman who was born in kozunatal small town empageni a lot of racism um but you know we heal we move we grow and there's a lot that 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 goes on so yeah empageni great town Small town, but um, uh, it was also very safe. Uh, so and and slow. I love that also about it. Like it was a very slow town, so there wasn't too much going on, and I didn't feel a lot of FOMO. I feel like if I had grown up in a city, it would have been a little bit difficult to. I don't know to live. I don't. I don't know, girl. I, whatever. I just enjoyed it. Okay, that's all I can say. I enjoyed my childhood. Um, it was very protected, to be honest, because. Um, if you guys don't know, I am the child of two pastors. My dad was an elder for the first, you know, half of my childhood and then the second half he was like a full-blown class pastor um, and then my mom is a pastor now. So um, Growing up in that context, we obviously had one routine and it was school home church school home church school home church errands on a Saturday, school, home, church, like literally every day. Um, And I am grateful for that upbringing because it really helped me to connect with my spirituality, to have a relationship with God. It also helped me to become um, sensitive to the, like other realms or other things that may be happening around us. So I wasn't too 3D, (laughs) so to speak. I was more connected also to the outside and other things, and it also helped me to begin my self development journey because I ultimately think that's what um, church, religion, and all of that is about, right? It's about um, becoming better people or getting onto your self development journey and actually um, growing and learning through the Word of God or whatever text it is that you find um, uh, in your community and in your religious uh, convictions. So I I am grateful for that as well because it also protected us from, uh, well, protected me from engaging in crazy, you know, reckless teenage behavior. But that also has to do with my personality type. I am, I oscillate a lot, but I'm generally an an INFJ or an INTJ. Um, If you know Myers-Briggs, then you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, I'm going to link in the show notes or in the description box below, um, a place where you can actually do a Myers-Briggs test and figure out what your type is. But generally, um, it, I really wanted to, to be a good kid and to please my parents. And, um, the way that I did that was by, you know, listening to what it is that they said, and they had set out the school church um uh, school church what is it home routine and uh, and that's how i did it so that was my childhood um as a teenager i was a very serious serious individual (laughs) i look at my teenage diaries and i'm like okay so wait i had one moment but this is a story for another day i had a moment when i was 12 years old um when i was becoming myself like really the offensive that i am now um, and it was a bit. Of, it was thwarted because um, my parents ran across my diary. They read it. We had a bit of a confrontation, um, and then it made. It, and then I had a come to Jesus moment. And in that moment, I kind of changed the way that I talk to myself in my diary or talk to God in my diary. And then I also changed the way that I showed up in the world. And and they, And I was influenced by also other self-development books, but in the religious space, like. Um, the purpose driven life love that book changed my entire perspective on me as a person and my worth and the fact that I have a purpose and the fact that I'm not here by mistake like I think if if I read that book it was only for one chapter and it was chapter 2 where it was like you're not an accident Um, And and I didn't even realize that a part of me thought I was an accident. I think it was also because of the context that I had come to Jesus in. I felt like I was such a sinner and I had done so many bad things and, you know, I was not worthy of living and really what was the point of it? And I didn't realize I was like dealing with so many crazy thoughts. Um, And I really wanted to lead a perfect life, but I felt like you can't lead a perfect life if you're in this world. So like once you get saved, why don't they just take us. You know what I mean? Crazy thoughts. I know. Stick with me. Um, so that was me throughout my teenage life, leading a very serious, godly, you know, life and um, completely devout. Uh, I had a prayer book. I'm So like I, every time I look at the prayer book, I, I'm grateful for those times that I spent. I would wake up at four in the morning. Um, and pray and uh, and then write down some notes on it and and I and I this beautiful prayer book I would I would love to share it with you. In fact, I think I'll just do a b-roll of it on YouTube If you want to see guys just head onto my YouTube channel <laughs> Otherwise just know that it was just me connecting with God and just getting mid messages and and Just teaching myself consistency and I was very consistent like I think I missed maybe like two or three in the three years that i did this prayer book um, commitment uh it was it was one of the most self-affirming moments i could really created a really strong self-image that i am a consistent person and i am a devout person and i am a spiritual person all of those things um that self-image really beautiful uh, to instill in myself at that particular age then grew up went off to university i was ready to wild out child i was ready to wild out i was ready to be everything that i was not allowed to be as as a as a as a as a a kid as a teenager as somebody who wanted to please their parents because now i had left in and i was in oh not not sunny. i was in the mother city Windy Cape Town. I think it's it's mostly windy, but I know PE is known to be the Windy City, but uh, oh, my um, So uh, Cape Town was the city that I had chosen because it was furthest away from home also because it had the best university in the land um, in 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 on, on the African continent actually so I went to the best university on the African continent according to the ways that they measure them, whatever. Um, I like to call myself an Ivy League. <laughs> but that's just ego, really, because I'm currently in another university in Nairobi and it is stellar. Um, okay, so that was me, university. While and out, girl, I had a plan. I was like, listen, I am not going to let anybody hold me back. And I did while out a little bit but like in the most mild fashion Guys, I was such a boring, (laughs) (laughs) wild-outer because like I'd go with my friends and like go crazy and everything but then when it came back to like, I don't know go like, some some of my friends would be like ah let's go, let's go with these guys wherever they're going and I'm like we are not going there we are going home, okay? so I'd be like very motherly in the way that I did. I mean, there was one other friend that was a bit more motherly than me, and so if we went out with her, then I could let loose in a sense. If that makes sense. Um, so that was just the going out element. But then let's talk about my pers- per- perspective in terms of um, perfectionism. Just to backtrack a bit, in high school, straight A student, um, it was easy. I found high school easy for me. Um, there was maybe a couple of challenging moments here and there, but mm, generally it was a very easy thing for me, one because I had dedicated myself, remember I would wake up at 4 in the morning, um, pray for an hour and then from 5 to 6 I'd be studying, like just catching up on work, like girl, what the hell, like this would be, during my lunch breaks most, most of the time I would be reading, um, I obviously did my homework, I'm a people pleaser or I struggled with people pleasing a lot, so I wanted my teachers to be pleased by me and that's one of the perfectionist traits that have served me over the years. Um, and so in when I got to university and I was in a private high school So it was very small classes and the teachers all knew us and I mean for example my history class there was only four of us um, So obviously the teachers like well either knew um, Obviously our other classes were bigger like I think we were 29 in English, you know, the ones where the whole um, grade are together and stuff like that, but It served me because the teachers all had their eyes on me and of course every year at prize giving I had to um, perform and beat my past record and you know stay on top so to speak. So I did. When I got to university I obviously decided to do the most difficult course because clever girl right, I did actuarial sciences um signed up for that and i thought to myself i'm gonna do actuarial sciences get my degree uh after i get my degree then i'm going to um use that degree to earn fifty thousand rands a month save my Mm -hmm. money and then do my fashion degree and then become a fashion designer like that was my plan for my life (laughs) actuarial sciences i did it first year i failed math for the first time i was seeing fire flames y'all like I passed the rest of my my um, uh, courses, but maths 1000, wow, I saw fire. Like I saw real flames. I did not know what was going on. And then I didn't do really well in economics, my first economics and statistics for some reason. So I had to repeat them to improve my grade um, because I wanted to prove to myself once again, that I am smart, like that thing, university messed me up i don't want to lie like it made me feel some type of way with regards to my level of intelligence <laughs> and the classes were massive i think there were like 150 of us the teacher did not know us i couldn't activate the people pleasing elements i was scared of my lecturers um i was afraid of of because i, I was no longer the, the clever kid now and people weren't fighting for me anymore so i felt like i was you know a little bit lost in the sea of people and my perfectionism really got the better of me i did things at the last minute i was overwhelmed a lot um i wanted to wait for the perfect moment uh for for things and that led me to doing everything like all my tasks at the last minute i don't even remember handing one thing in time in university and on top of that i was doing a degree that i didn't enjoy um and it was energetically draining because i found it so bloody boring like i don't wanna lie i could do it if i had applied myself but it was way too challenging for me to even want to apply myself because it showed me up really it made me feel really stupid um mm. and so like for the first I, 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 but, but but of course on the surface ain't nobody see that like nobody saw that on the surface um, when people ask me, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm a science. So people just automatically assume that you're smart, right? Um, and I'm like, yeah, I am. And so when I had to do the switch in the middle of my second, it was the middle of my third year. So first year, I flunked one and I had to repeat three. I repeated them. Then second year, um, things went a little bit better. I started seeing a little bit more clearer and I had my friend in Siti t- Seng who were working together and we had like a little study alliance and and even a weight loss alliance, yeah? We were, we were tight. Um, and we, we, cause first year also again 20 kgs, let's not even get into that. Um, but yeah. So we had a little weight loss, uh, we were getting our ish together, basically together. Um, and we, and, and, and we men, and we managed to, um, Get better grades and move on to the second uh, year or second level of actuarial sciences. I got into that, and when we started doing actual AXI, I wanted to die. That thing was boring, and I like I couldn't keep awake in the class. I couldn't keep engaged. Like there was nothing that was pulling me towards it. So. Um, I could see where this was headed I had been in this place before and uh, and you know typical perfectionist behavior if I can't do it well I'd rather not do it at all so I went to the couriers office I took my transcript and I was like guys I need to get out of this freaking institution I don't want to be here I don't want to be a commerce student I don't want to be an excise student I just need to get out can you please point me in the direction where I have the least Like I I can get out the quickest, basically. I have all the the, the courses that that I've done and I can get out the quickest. We looked at them, me and this career person, we looked, look, 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 and we discovered economics, that's it. If you get yourself a business science and economics, you can get out of here the fastest. And I was like, bet, let's go to the career switching place. I don't even know what the process was, but basically I changed my major from actuarial sciences to economics. Um, And I just did the switch up and I I think I think it took a lot of courage actually with from me To stop trying to come off as this really smart girl Um, But economics also had a reputation for being for smart people, right? So um, I think it was easier to switch to that There was a time when I thought I wanted to be a mechanical engineer because my first-year boyfriend was that Um, But my mom was like if you're gonna do mechanical engineering You better come back to implementing then and you can do it here at University of Zululand. That was a massive deterrent yo so I was just like no 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 it's okay let's continue with commerce (laughs) let us be uh, economists maybe you know so that was that Um, and I think the way that I saw myself carrying myself through the rest of my degree my perfectionism definitely did play a big role but it didn't sabotage me or I didn't sabotage myself as a perfectionist as much as i was doing in the first thing because the first one was super super challenging so i find that perfectionism like brings its head up um when you are dealing with difficult things and things that you cannot conquer in the first you know whatever i saw myself blooming in the last couple of years of my university i lost all that weight i I then continued to become a tutor. I was tutoring three subjects and I was making a lot of money. Don't tell my parents. <laughs> I did a lot of funny things with that money, but I remember the good things I did. I bought a sewing machine and I bought an embroidery, uh, and is it, a, it's not an embroidery, what do you call an overlocker. Um, and I really gave myself to my, my passion to sew. I made a couple of dresses. I made a couple of things for my friends. Um, and I had my big dream that I'm going to start my business as Sally's girl um Sally being my mom's name um and 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 yeah that was that was beautiful times anyways graduate from university start working guys this is when the ish hit the bloody fan because perfectionism is for like perfectionism is actually for people who are um in the school institution like that's where that's who it serves right that's who it serves because the way that the school system is set up you got to do things right there's only one way there's only one answer there's only like like you have to do it within a certain constraint like there there isn't room for a lot of things so what i'm going to do so that this um, episode is not too long is cut this into two so i'm going to give you um, the second part of my story after university um, and, and, and also talk about my story and how perfectionism showed up in the context of working, in the context of having a business, my first business. And just in the context of life, like my relationship life in general, my friendships. Guys, when real life started, perfectionism, yo, aye, guys. aye, aye, aye. I'm mm-hmm. Yege. <laughs> I will tell you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. Um, and I hope you guys have a fabulous day. See you in the next one. Mm-hmm.